you know, somebody gave me a big book and, you know, people were giving me literature, giving me phone numbers and, you know, and that thousand pound phone was really hard to pick up. Slowly started working the steps. They really scared me. I got into service work right away and um, so I learned the traditions. Welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast with your hosts, Michael L. and Lee M. On this show, we strive to provide inspiration through interviews with members of the recovery community through the lens of the Daily Reflection book. Each day, a new inspirational passage and a thought for the day, along with a guest who shares their experience, strength, and hope. On today's episode, Gaetan G joins us from Sudbury, Ontario, Canada. He's got a lot of sobriety. He's got a great story. I hope you enjoy this episode. Good morning, Mike. It is February 15th. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. I can't believe it's already halfway through February. I know. Time is flying. So what's on, Uh, what do we have going on here today? Oh, we have one of my favorite people on the planet. Her name is Getanji, and she's coming to us from Sudbury, Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the podcast, Getan. Good morning. Thank you. It's great to have you on the show. So you've heard episodes. You know how this goes. I'm hoping you have the Daily Reflection in front of you, and I'll ask you to read the Daily Reflection for February 15th. Okay, February 15th, taking action. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. (laughs) Alcoholics Anonymous, page 84. One of the most important things AA has given me, in addition to freedom from booze, is the ability to take right action. It says the promises will always materialize if I work for them. Fantasizing about them, debating them, preaching about them, and faking them just won't work. I'll remain a miserable, rationalizing dry drunk. By taking action and working the 12 steps in all my affairs, I'll have a life beyond my wildest dreams. That's a good one. It's the promises. So what do you think about that, Gaitan? Are these extravagant promises? And what do you think about this reflection? Uh, they're not extravagant promises. They do come true. And it's been my experience that once I took action, you know, by working the steps and all that, they they were coming true. Tell me a little bit about what brought you to the rooms. I hit my bottom at 24. And... Um, it was a, a pretty low bottom, and that's when I realized that I definitely had a problem with alcohol. So you came in at 24. Did you get it right away? Uh, I, I quit drinking at 24, but I thought I was too young for the program, so I waited three years. Yeah. The magic three years, I don't know. And, um, you know, so I, I came through the doors on my third anniversary. And I've been here since. Mm. So you stayed sober on your own for three years without a program and then found your way into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. Yes. Wow. So what was that like trying to do life sober without a program? Uh, It was very difficult and I don't recommend it to anyone. (laughs) Uh, Good old white knuckle sobriety. That's pretty much what it was. What was that like for you, like on an emotional level? Oh, I was all over the place. I thought I was uh, going crazy. (laughs) I had all these feelings and emotions that I bottled up with booze and then take the booze away. And, you know, I have them all right. And I really thought I was going crazy. That sounds 
like a hard three years. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the reflection actually speaks about that too. It says the promises will always materialize if, if we work for them, fantasizing about them, debating them, preaching them, faking them just won't work. Do you feel like you, you did a bit of each of those things, fantasizing and faking them? I knew nothing about, you know, the, the promises actually, you know, in the, my first three years of sobriety, I knew very little about AA. I just thought it was a bunch of old men in AA, <laughs> you know, because that was back in the 80s, right? So, and in Sudbury, there weren't that many young women in the program at that time. So, so what does your program look like today, Gaetan? I know that you're in service and I know you help with uh, with a number of meetings and I, I've been grateful to have you participating in the in the technical moderator training. It's That's always awesome to see you show up. Uh, but what does the rest of your program look like today? I try to do the best I can and, you know, just help the next person, you know, do the next right thing. Do you go to a lot of meetings? I do, actually, a lot more since uh, the pandemic. <laughs> and um, obviously, we met on Zoom, so I imagine you go to other meetings on Zoom. Is that your primary meeting method? I do go to uh, two other ones. One meets three times a week. Our area, which is Area 84, we have three Zoom meetings a week, so I go to that. And then um, our delegates started one as well, and I go there every Saturday night to speak for meetings. When you came in after the three years of of white-knuckling it and feeling crazy and all over the place, what was your program like then? Uh, Well, I learned that I wasn't alone. (laughs) I was, you know, that whatever I was going through was normal. You know, if you want to stay normal, um, you know, because others were sharing that they had gone through, you know, all those feelings, but some were newly sober and they were going through all of that. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'm not alone, you know, and I really felt at home. Did you get a sponsor and start working the steps? How did that look? Well, I was told to get a sponsor and they said to call the sponsor after that. I didn't hear that part. (laughs) So I got a sponsor, but I never called her. Um, You know, people, you know, somebody gave me a big book and, you know, people were giving me literature left, right, center, giving me phone numbers and, you know, and that thousand pound phone was really hard to pick up. (laughs) Slowly started working the steps. Uh, They really scared me, actually. I got into service work right away, and um, so I learned the traditions, and I was really reluctant about doing the steps because it meant looking at me, and I didn't think, I didn't feel like I was worth looking at. I'm sure you weren't the only one that felt that way. And then what about um, the promises, as it says in this reflection? Um, And of course, this comes after step nine in the big book. But um, did you feel like they did start to materialize for you rather quickly once you came in? Not right away. Uh, Like I said, I had to start working the steps. I had to work the steps in order for the promises to start coming. You know, so that's, you know, the work they say, right? If we work for them. And I didn't do that for a long time. So after I finally did a fourth and fifth, then it was like one day I realized that the promises had come true. And I was like really amazed by that. And how do the promises look for you today? They've all materialized and they're, yeah, they're all there in my life today. 
So you feel like you have serenity and and fellowship and um, some sense of sanity in your life? Most days, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good. life happens, right? So it's it sure all does. how I deal with it. Yeah, exactly. So what do you tell the newcomer? Give the program a chance. You know, it's like anything else. Give it a chance. Attend a few meetings. You know, and see how it works. You know, if you if you feel a change in you, and, you know, and if you can identify as a or relate to the person as opposed to compare. I did a lot of comparison at first, you know, because I was trying to find a way out of the place where I actually belong, you know. And um, yeah, so once I stopped comparing and started relating, you know, it was like, yeah, you know, I do belong here. Yeah. It's so funny. That happens so often. We we come into the rooms and it's almost like we sense that this is going to change us. And some part of us, you know, one of the earlier in the month, earlier in the month, we read about the Mr. Hyde. And um, it's almost like Mr. Hyde is in there. It senses that the, 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 the gig is up and does whatever he can or she can to to put the kibosh on this recovery thing. I love your message, Gitan, because, um, you know, everybody does this differently and it really doesn't matter how we do it as long as we get in here and get some relief and get some recovery. And what I'm hearing is that that's exactly what you've done. You know, you came in here, you weren't sure that you were ready to trust the process but then you stuck around long enough to let the process work for you. And I think that's a powerful message. You know, it doesn't have to look any specific way. We just come in, we don't drink no matter what, get a sponsor, go to meetings. And then the the biggest piece of what you shared that, that really means a lot to me is just getting into service as soon as you can. Cause you know, as Bill tells us in the book, you know, that's really the way that we're going to, find peace and serenity and stay sober is by helping another alcoholic. So yeah, it's a great message. Yeah. I really, uh, I got into service quite early cause I, I met, you know, this longtime member and he introduced me to service and yeah, I, I learned a lot about the program itself and I, I learned a lot about myself over the years and it's helped me grow. What about your family? Has it impacted your relationships in any way? When I first sobered up, it's funny you should mention that, uh, one of my sisters who also had a problem with alcohol would only come over when she was drunk. Mm. And it was really getting to me, you know, and um, yeah, so I, I had to look at that. But, um, you know, the rest of the family was fine. Like, they've come to my celebrations and, you know, so that was uh, that was good. Uh, they do think, though, that now that I've been sober, you know, 30 some years that, you know, I don't need to go to AA and I don't need to go to meetings and that I could have a drink or two and, you know, keep going. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> you know, it's really hard to explain to a non-alcoholic, but I can't do that. I mean, the, the good thing is that you understand it and um, and it's working for you. So that's a beautiful thing. I think most of us came in thinking we might eventually learn how to drink like a normal person too. And it's only in coming to the meetings and reading the literature and learning about the disease of alcoholism that we realize that 
you know, this is a one day at a time, complete abstinence program. Okay, Tan, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was nice to meet you, finally. Thanks so much to Gaetan for joining us today. If you want to join us online, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Daily Reflection Podcast. We're on Twitter at Daily Reflector. If you want to read about recovery, we write blog articles over at blog.dailyreflectionpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment. Give us a rating on your podcast network of choice. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow.